Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. We are the Satellite Sisters. Not every conversation will change your life, but any conversation can. I'm Liz Dolan. I'm here in Santa Monica, California, with two of my sisters. Julie Dolan, you are in Dallas, Texas. Uh, how, how goes it down there? Liz, I am so happy. I got out of Halloween, and I only ate one snack size bag of peanut M&Ms. I feel that's a giant victory. So I mean, did you eat a a single bag of snack snack size bag, or did you eat a bag of snack size bag? No, no, not the whole bag. No, no, Liz. Oh, that is possible. You're right. No, just one teeny tiny bag, and then all the candy is gone. So I'm feeling good this morning. That's impressive. Uh, Lee and Dolan, you're in Pasadena, California. Halloween is always a major, major holiday in your neighborhood. Julie, I would say the same. I had one single snack size Snickers bar over the course of uh, the evening. but um, And I only go to the snack size when I've run out of the full bars. And we... We had quite a crowd last night uh, in our neighborhood. It's a destination trick-or-treat zone. Um, but I have to say, some of my fancier neighbors who used to join me in Halloween revelry have moved. So uh, it was kind of sad. It was looking a little dark last night. We used to have one guy. He literally was a theme park designer for the Disney company. So his house adds a lot to a neighborhood. It really does. And another guy was a special effects expert. So he used to do this installation with like floating heads and things like that. But they have sold their houses. So I feel like I was really, really carrying a lot of weight. (laughs) On my Halloween okay. shoulders. All right. But- well, we'll get a complete report. Okay. <laughs> uh, also coming up in the show, um, you know, we've promoted the idea of everybody being on a newscation. Mm-hmm. This is Liz. I would like to confess that I'm having very mixed results with my <laughs> newscation. But yeah. I know Leon and Julie have also been attempting their own personal newscation strategies. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. Julie, you have an international news roundup. It is about time we talk about the King of Thailand, where you lived for a number of years. Right, Liz, I know you spent a lot of time in Thailand. Yes, we're going to talk about that. And we're going to talk about the home of rigged elections, okay? that would <laughs> Because be you also lived there. We live there, too. Yeah. So, yeah, this is, this is not a new topic. We think it's new here in the U.S., but not so much in Russia. Okay, we're going to be talking about that. Okay, one new segment that we are introducing today. Leanne, you have something you'd like to call Ask a Business Person, and you're going to ask me. And you're a business person. So I have three quick questions for you about the business world, Liz. Okay. Ooh, okay. Uh, we have a small tech support segment. You know, I've I've talked about the fact that I need a new computer uh, on the show in the last couple of weeks. Now that they've introduced all the new Macs, it raises a whole other series of issues that I have that I want to uh, review uh, with you, sisters. Julie, you have winter fashion do's and don'ts. Right. Well, this no, these are winter fashion don'ts because so so that you don't look old. We don't want to look old this winter, girls. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I have Is, ten things that are going to keep us looking fresh and hip. <laughs> Is one a I holiday sweater? I always prefer the don'ts because <laughs> the do's, sometimes you can do them and sometimes you can't. But 
don'ts you can usually avoid. I also have, speaking of don'ts, uh, I found a list of seven words you may, you may be mispronouncing. So um, oh, I'm sure I am. I'm sure I am. So <laughs> I am that. And then we have a mailbag from the Satellite Sisters Facebook group. So, okay, Leanne, back to your Halloween slash Day of the Dead report. Yeah, no, we had last night, I always do the witch's house. I have collected over the last 10 years a nice collection of very scary cats, of crows and ravens and scary looking birds. I have one screaming tombstone. I have a couple of lanterns that really add to the mood. And so I set up the whole front of my house as like a witch's house. And then every year, the same thing happens. About quarter of five, I go, oh, I don't really want to dress up this year. And then about 10 of five, I go, okay, I'll dress up this year. And I find (laughs) that green face paint and I put on my witch's costume. And this year um, I, you know, had a touch of, Day of the Dead in there. I have a Mexican peasant shirt that I bought uh, at free yes. at Free People. I know it's. I know you're laughing, Julie, but it's high fashion. Well, I just no. I know. I it wasn't just. It's just the combo of the Mexican shirt with the witch's outfit. No, I'm telling seems... you, it, it works, Julie. It works because it's you know Dia de los Muertos here today, yes. so uh, it really looks good. I have to say, and it's kind of a high fashion peasant blouse, so it has big bell sleeves and everything. And I only have one season to wear it, so I pretty much worn it every day since I bought it. Um, and, uh, and I have to say, if you want to feel good about life, stand on your front porch and hand out candy because it's just a, a no lose situation. People love coming and getting free candy. Candy, Yes, they do. <laughs> Children are delighted. They're delighted by it, aren't it they? Is. they Everyone's... At an early age, they, they figure out free candy is like one of the greatest things ever, right? <laughs> you know what? Because it is. It is a great thing. And so, and I got so many props on the house and my effort and I, you know, even the first group of teenage girls were like, I love your costume. And they just were really, I just felt good. I felt good about the whole night. I'm sure they felt good. One, one little girl came up and her mom wanted to take a picture with me in the front of the house. And then her mother said, she loves coming to your house. You weren't here last year. So sort of kind of, kind of accusing me. And I remembered, oh, because we were in Brooklyn for the book tour. So, yeah. no, oh, I yes. skipped last Thanksgiving. I had to have my son's hand out the candy. I didn't get home till or Halloween. I didn't get home till Halloween night. So, I mean, really, I have carved out quite, quite a niche, a memorable niche. I had a lot of people take pictures of the whole operation. Uh, and every year, I, at 6.30, I think, no one's coming, no one's coming. And then between 6.30 and 7.30, I gave out 150. I had 150 kids. In and out. Wow. Yeah, because I used to. Are, are you still do the big bars? I know, do the uh, big have... bars. It keeps it easy to track. You know the numbers. You know how many you have. I knew I had two hundred big individual pieces of candy. But Julia, I would like to just say I added in a few other things. I love chocolate, but. Yeah, some kids like sour. So I had Airheads this year, the big size Airheads. Oh, very popular, very popular, right? They yeah. went over well. Yeah, and then I I introduced uh, ring pops. You know, uh, those were th- oh, the, the ring pops and candy necklaces. High fun factor on yeah. ring pops. <laughs> those are good. Yeah, yeah there definitely yeah. is an like under ten. They loved the ring pops and the candy necklaces. And then for the tween crowd, I found. Um, candy flavored lip smackers so that i actually gave out some um you know some chapstick 
<laughs> and that was well. Land, you really, that is a deluxe house. Yeah, people are putting that. I'm sure there's an app for it, you know, where you get to rate the houses on Halloween now. I I, I don't know that to be true, but I just guess that there is. You'd get five stars, Land. Five star, like. uh, it's a five star situation. I mean, it will be certainly, it's four and a half. It'll be five stars when I get my smoke machine. I, I feel it coming. But um, what I liked was like whole families were dressed up. I, you know, yes. there's one family, yes. like the dad was the beekeeper, the mom was the queen bee, the six-month-old was the baby bee, and then there was the oh, little bee yeah. that actually came to get the candy. Like, that's good. I well, like that's that. that's good. Yes, that's good. Yeah. That's appropriate use of adult costumes, like as a family thing. So there was yes, one whole yeah. group. Uh, my friend Susan's daughter came, Camille Marie. She and all her friends were Beanie Babies. That was uh-huh. a really cute costume. And just a lot of excellent costumes. A lot of figures from um, uh, Hamilton. That was very popular. A lot of kids dressed oh. up as Alexander Hamilton. And then one little Liz girl. Liz would have given them extra candy for that. <laughs> extra no candy, doubt. yes. Hand out books, copies of, you know, the... I think I have multiple copies of the soundtrack I could share. <laughs> and then one little girl came in her prairie dress and I went, are you Laura Ingalls Wilder? And she's like, yes, you're the only one that's gotten it so far. So she did get extra did candy. You give her, yeah. You, did you give her extra candy? Yeah. She got a candy and a lip smacker. So yeah. Yeah. it was just all in all feel good situation. So if you well, want to feel good, if you want to feel good between now and the election, just stand on your front porch and give out candy. That's <laughs> I, don't think that's I think weird. you get arrested if you do that any other <laughs> night than Halloween. I, I'm sure it's against the law. You know, I was thinking we'd have because this is the first year in my new house, Halloween. Yeah. So I had I had I had pulled my neighbors. I said, "Well, how many kids do we get?" You know, and then the ritual where I went and bought all my Halloween candy, and then I talked to some more people and I panicked and I went back out and bought even more Halloween candy. Cause you know, you can running out of Halloween candy. That's sort of one of the worst things in the world, no doubt. And we had a very small showing. Oh, really? Night. I you would know, think you would have home. a busy street. I would just, we're just a little off the beaten path and we don't have, we don't have the property density that I think people like on Halloween. You know, you want to get in and out very quickly. We, we've got, we've got a little more yard that people have to, have to negotiate. So we had, we had some very nice trick or treaters, but it was a small group, a very small group. So I I had plenty. Plenty of candy. You might want to try dressing up then next year. You might want to become. No, I, no Leon, I have my giant inflatable happy pumpkin. That oh yeah, people that's take your pictures thing. with. Yeah, that's yeah. happy, not scary pumpkin. Okay. That's yes. I I wrote about it. If you go to satellitesisters.com, I put up a blog post about you know my Halloween, which is not what everyone else celebrates. But I have a happy time there. So. <laughs> Well, that is worth mentioning that Julie posted. She had a strong point of view about who should own uh, Halloween. So if you would like to read more about her point of view on that, that is at SatelliteSisters.com. I also saw some cute pictures of your grandchildren in their costumes, Julie. Yes, they were. They had the force was with them. Princess Leia, um, Kylo Ren, and the two-year-old was Darth Vader. And I I have to say, there is nothing cuter than a two-year-old Darth Vader. It's pretty cute, yeah. Matt was as big as he was. So, so, so. I think she was Ray, wasn't she? Ray? No, no, she was okay. Princess Princess Leia. Yes, okay. no, okay. no. I'm very definite about it, Lynn. Okay. Very definite. All right. I had quite a few rays last night, so that was very popular. 
All right. Well, speaking of uh, horror stories, we have the election still going on. And uh, <laughs> the, uh, it's, it's the truth. <laughs> uh, at least some part of Halloween is fun. But uh, so, Julie, on the show several weeks ago, uh, you recommended that we all try a newscation. Yes. Sort of step away from the cable news. And try yeah. to carry on with your life. Yeah, just yeah. Uh, I went with symphony music. I, I just devoted myself to just not turning on the news, just listening to music, and I, yeah. and I found a, a peace of mind, which, uh, yeah. which was lacking. Okay, so I've attempted this with I would say extremely mixed results. Um, for instance, you know, a lot of the news, other than political news, is celebrity news. So if you're just trying to like generally hear what's going on in the world. So I really had to ask myself, do I care about Mariah's divorce from James Packer <laughs> or whether or not Idris Elba is sleeping with Madonna? And the answer is no. So I can't even I can't even go to other sections of the news world because that just doesn't really um, carry me for very long. And then I was, you know, what do you do with Twitter? Because there is some, you know, uh, other stuff on there besides political news. But this morning I saw what has got to go down in the history of the world as the most boring tweet ever in the history of the world. And I think it's because Bill Gates could be on a newscation, sisters. (laughs) So this morning on Twitter, there's a picture of Bill Gates staring at a laptop, you know, of course, And here was his tweet. This morning I played in the first ever online Bridge World Cup. I hope hope this draws more people to the card game I love. Are you kidding me, Bill Gates? Like, that's the most interesting thing you have to say? Like, I try to turn to other people in the world for, you know, alternatives to this, all this election news. And even Bill Gates lets me down. Yeah, he's playing bridge, right? That's yeah, what he's, he's playing bridge. He's apparently on a newscation, I'm guessing. Uh, so here was the worst thing. I would did. like to stand up to, for bridge players, though. They are smart <laughs> and they keep their minds are sharp. It's a that's thing. very competitive. It's like, super. I mean, that's impressive. I, I, yeah, I I have no doubt that that could be true of the game of bridge. <laughs> okay. I do not feel like that's true about tweets about okay. the game of bridge. Okay, Liz. Fair <laughs> point. That's a fair okay. point. That's that's the distinction I'm drawing here. <laughs> okay. So so ten days ago, when um when I started to think about okay, what else could I watch that isn't directly related to the election? But you know, I still like things that are vaguely political. So this was 10 days, maybe even two weeks ago, people, I watched the documentary entitled Wiener because I thought, okay, well, there's no Anthony Wiener story angle in this election, right? And right. So you didn't know this was before the news. This was before, Julie. Yes, oh, before. So this was part was of my station strategy is to watch things that were like election adjacent, but not directly election related. So I watched the Wiener documentary and then boom, we, we get Anthony Wiener in the election. What the hey? So, so that was, that was really not successful. Um, yeah. And then, so then I'm, now I'm coming across news like uh, the 10 things you didn't know about Jeffrey, you know, Ina Garten's husband. And just, oh, I, I, just, I just don't know where to go with myself. So yesterday I was, 
to sitting, reading a book. That's what I was doing, sitting, reading a book, and which is a good way to spend your time. But next to me, I had my phone because I've limited myself to the 538 elections podcast now in the run up to the election comes out once a day. It's normally once a week. But now, okay. now there's this. It doesn't Liz, really sound ready. limited. Yeah. yeah. At all. I don't but think. It's, it's, but it's supposed to come out. They they recorded it about three o'clock New York time or so they say. So yesterday it was three o'clock here on the West Coast. And I'm trying to read the book while simultaneously like refresh, refresh, refresh <laughs> on my on my podcast you got, app. You so, got a anyway, so I'm not giving myself a passing score on the uh on the newscation. Um, maybe, Liz, maybe, you guys, one word. maybe you guys Underwater. are doing better. Underwater, Liz. I <laughs> okay, I have done that, Julie. I have to say, I've gone swimming every day. And that has been, yes, you're absolutely right. There is just, no, nothing can get to you underwater. Um, so that is, but I mean, how long are you going to stay underwater for? Right. You still have, right. you still you have, like have another. Well, ask Ryan Lotke, okay, Liz, <laughs> you could, like hours, you should, I think you should spend hours underwater, Liz. <laughs> okay, Julie, this is how sad it is. I even know that Ryan Lochte was eliminated from Dancing with the Stars last <laughs> night, and I should not know that information. <laughs> that has no relevance to my life at all. And yet I know that. That is pathetic. Well, I have to say this. On my newscation, I did two things that have really made a difference. First of all, I just voted. I voted on Saturday. My husband is not going to be here for Election Day. So I looked up early voting in Los Angeles County. We had to drive 40 minutes. It was worth every minute of the drive. We got to the L.A. County Registrar. It was professionally staffed. Fully open, no lines. It's kind of a two or three step process. They they have to hand out individual ballots because everyone from all over LA County is voting for different Congress people and things like that. And I had all my materials. I had my you know my pamphlet, our seventeen propositions. I had discussed them with my husband. I'd looked up several editorials online. Really worked hard on that. Had everything ready to go. And we get into the voting booth, and because. Uh, because every ballot is different. You know how you usually get like the inker thing? You sort of stick your ballot in and you flip the book and you just vote. Yes. Well, you, you don't do that when you do it this way because every person city by city, their ballot is different. So you just have to fill in the bubbles. And that doesn't sound that complicated, but the bubbles are not actually related to like a line item. They don't go anywhere horizontally or up and down. You're just filling out random numbers. Like if you want Jill signed for president, she's a seven. If you want Gary Johnson, he's a 12. If you want Hillary Clinton, she's 17. So you really had to pay attention. But I looked at the sheet and I looked at the directions. And finally, I just went and asked the election person, because you know what? I did not want to vote for the wrong person in this election. <laughs> so I was like, I don't really get how you take this bubble test. So I asked the person, they gave me, oh, you just, you actually, 17, you look for 17, you fill out that bubble. There's sort of no rhyme or reason to it. I was like, oh, okay. And the other six people in the booths popped their heads up. They went, 
Thank goodness you asked. We had no idea how to vote either. So that was confident building. Well, that's, but, but that's a little troubling yeah. that in such a populated yeah. area such as yeah. L.A. County that people are having a hard time yeah. understanding ballots. Yeah, okay. if you just, you know, I think a couple of people just voted for president because there was no way, like it took me a long time to fill out the ballots because you didn't want to fill out the wrong bubble. It was easy to do that. So, uh, and people were kind of in and out. And I think, you know, we just 17 ballots, that's a lot. Propositions, that's a lot. But I have to say, once I voted, it was like I just let it go. It was like the election was <laughs> over. It's a, it's a real relief. It was you. fantastic. Good. And so Sunday morning, I didn't need to watch all the Sunday morning news shows like I've been doing lately. So you know what I did, Liz? I didn't just read 10 things about Jeffrey. I bought the new Barefoot Contessa cookbook, <laughs> Cooking for Jeffrey. And I cooked for my husband out of, I made a delicious like root vegetable gratin. I read all the recipes. I marked other recipes. I turned on the Hallmark Christmas movies, which are totally mindless. And then I watched CBS Sunday morning with Jane Pauley. She's doing a fine job over there. I don't know if anyone's seen her, but that's all election free news, Liz. You can go there. They don't really talk about breaking news. I, so I think it was very successful. So I, you might want to start, I don't know, Liz, just letting go. Have you voted? I was afraid I was afraid that early voting would give me nothing to live for at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. All right. You know, just because I like, I like going and voting on election day and seeing my fellow citizens and standing in line a little bit and getting my sticker, like that's a highlight. So That all happens but, if you vote in person early. Yeah, I mean, that was I – mean, yeah. But I have voted early just because I couldn't stand it anymore. So I have voted too, and I feel the same way. You know, and I felt everyone in the line was just so sick and tired of this election. They just wanted to get in there, get their vote counted, and it's a great sense of relief. So yeah. you don't need to watch it. Yeah. yeah. But Liz, you See, do I, what you I'm need to do. If I, if I could vote every day between now and election day, <laughs> I would enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, maybe, Liz, you should think we should we should talk about some international news because that will take you away from. Okay. well, the first thing is I posted it on Facebook and I certainly want to say it on the podcast because I lived in Bangkok, Thailand for five years that I just want to express my deepest sympathies to the Thai people over the death of the king. The king of Thailand died on October 14th, and he ruled in Thailand. You know, they have a constitutional monarchy, or they did, uh, for over 70 years. He was an incredibly revered individual in Thailand, and I've just been you know, following it in the Bangkok Post about so, the memorials and the, this period of mourning that they have for the king of Thailand, that he is lying in state. And you realize that every day they have over 10,000 mourners, people lined up that want to pay their respects to the king, that they are, you know, people are are dressed in black out of just, you know, uh, you know, be, out of because they feel, you know, they're really mourning the loss of their king. I mean, this is Liz, you spent a lot of time in Thailand and, you know, he was just revered and beloved. He was a very stabilizing figure in the in Thailand, too, that they've had, you know, they, this is a country that has really struggled with democracy. And right now they have a military government that's running it. Um, but the king and is the kind of place, Julie, I remember in Bangkok, every business establishment 
establishment you went into, store or hotel or restaurant, they all had a picture of the king up. Yes, you know? yes. So uh, and he was super nerdy looking too. He had like the big dark glasses, right? Y- yes, he did have glasses, Liz. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, that is not to demean the king. I mean, it's just it seemed to be like the same photo everywhere. Yes, of, they like, had an official photo. Yes. But even like when you when you go to the movies, they would have a small video as a tribute to the king and people would stand up in the movie theaters out of respect for the king for this video uh and that that's they just feel really really strongly so so during this 30-day period of mourning they have really banned all kinds of sporting activities they don't have concerts going on movies aren't going on they've even eliminated very popular tv soap operas that play on television they just they don't they don't have that they're encouraging people to wear black and to sort of avoid joyful events so um so you know that but the period of mourning is coming to the end probably you know by the middle of november and then i think you'll start to see you know some return to to uh, more activities but you know people are taking this just very seriously and that they you know they really you know things are are really shut down at least from the reports appear to be shut down now the crown prince the son's king will be named successor but he has asked for a delay before he steps into that role and not you know there's not it is sort of what's his deal what do you know about him well first of all he spent most of his a lot of time in germany he does not he doesn't even live in thailand so he doesn't share the popularity that his father had and they really don't know what kind of leader he will be you know um because because he is not well known and because he is not as popular whether people will come to love him and you know respect him and and accord him the same kind of reverence that they do that they did to his fa- father so that's uh, uh that's you know that's to be seen but he didn't rather than step in immediately which i guess had been done in the past he asked for a period uh for a delay before he stepped in as um as you know as the successor to the king of thailand so okay julie uh, here's a weird twist on this i was having dinner the other night with friends of mine on sunday night one of whom is in the movie production business yeah. And he said, he said, hey, on Thursday, do you want to come to this event I'm going to? It's the the prince of the princess of Thailand is going to be here to try to attract movie productions to Hollywood. So what? they're here. They're here throwing a party. I'm like, isn't she in mourning? Like, what is, yes. What is really she's in L.A.? like doing business development slash cocktail parties. And he said, he said, Oh yeah, well, you know, they're her, her brother, I guess it is like, they know who he's not, he's not really going to run things. She's the one who's really going to run things. So she's here getting things organized. I don't know if that is true at all. I just thought it was funny that during the period of mourning, there's some activity going on. Okay. This could be completely bogus. Doesn't it sound semi bogus? It does sound sort of bogusless. Okay. Yes. But okay. if you see her, you certainly want to express your condolences. That's what I would suggest. Okay. okay. All right. Thank you. All right. All right. Well, we'll just keep keep us posted on that, Liz. Right. Okay. Right. What a scoop. International scoop. 
<laughs> I know, Liz. Very good. Okay, yeah, well, I told them I don't believe it's a real Thai princess. So go ahead if you want, but I don't know if I want to go because that's I can't believe a real Thai princess would be here doing that right now. Now you but have to go. Maybe well, I should go. Yeah. You should, yeah, you should definitely find out which one. It's a, okay. I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, I would ask for her credentials, Liz. I, that, that will get you in good with her. Okay. Well, here's the other story. You know that I, I think uh, you know first Donald Trump called. You know he said that the election was rigged, and now you know Hillary Clinton's camp is <laughs> saying the election was rigged. I was very interested in the article that was in the Sunday New York Times section, written by Gary Kasparov. You probably remember him. He was the former chess champ who then became, later became a Russian presidential candidate. He um, helped to organize the opposition party uh, to Putin. That, that, um, if you think back, Putin's been in, uh, in power for 16 years, but he had that small period where he was uh, president of Russia for eight years. And then because, oh gosh, they have this constitution in Russia that said you can only serve two terms. Then he had to step down and he had like he had Medvedev become president. But it was actually Putin was was president when Medvedev was president. But anyway, uh, Gary Kasparov was saying that when he was trying to run for president of Russia, you know, that's what here. You know, here are some of the hurdles that he had to put up with, first of all. So when he was nominated, uh, when he was dutifully nominated by an opposition party to become to become the opposition candidate well then all of a sudden there was a new rule that you had to come up with two million signatures russian signatures to get on the ballot and you had less than a month to do that okay which is was really quite a challenge in russia because when you think about how big the country is and how difficult so and it seemed like Every every time that, you know, they were trying to do something for their campaign, they ran into obstacles like they would line up a venue to have a rally. And then oh, all of a sudden, the day of the event, the theater or the um, stadium they wanted to use, well, it's closed for repairs. OK, mm-hmm. or they were, you know, they would or they wanted to, like, fly to St. Petersburg to have a rally. Guess what? Their flights were canceled. OK, uh-huh. so they wouldn't be able to do that. Or they would have meetings with political leaders and the police would come and shut down their meetings. Oh. And then, of this course, is he like did- Madam Secretary this week. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> He also he was put in jail, okay, uh, while he was running for president of Russia. So we don't have that situation yet, which yeah, is right. right. But uh, but I mean, he had to spend uh, spend time in jail, and others that supported him, you know, like uh, one the billionaire Kartikovsky, he was also placed in jail during uh, during the election period. So mm. I so yeah, that's how it's done, people. If, yes, you want, I, if you want to rig an election, <laughs> these are the fundamental steps. Like this is sort of the Putin plan is, would be what you would have to execute. Right. That's I mean, Gary, uh, Gary Kasparov writes that he said, you know, they really have, you know, Russia is a modern dictatorship and that that Putin has been very savvy about using the media. Well, he has essentially shut down free press and technology 
to persuade the Russian people to his point of view and to make sure that only his point of view is is covered. So, you know, but he he believes that a democracy is as strong as it is if the people, you know, if the people believe it to be a strong democracy. Mm-hmm. And right now, when you talk to a lot of Russians, they're pretty cynical about the democratic process there because of this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but so as I, this was supposed to feel, make you feel better, sister. <laughs> I know that, this uh, is a downer, man. <laughs> I know. Like, but as, as no, I, if, like we need to believe in our democracy and talk in positive terms and, and protect our democracy. Yes, yeah, that's I'm, exactly right, Liz. That's exactly right. That, you know, that we, you know, that we as messy and as awful as this election process has been, you know, that, we, you know, we're, we still try to, we still have that optimism that we believe that, you know, that it is worth it to vote and that your vote does count. So, so there you have it, sisters. Okay. Two important international stories to take you away from, uh, <laughs> from things. Sort of. Sort of. Sort of. The, yeah. uh, Okay, I had a couple of tech support issues I wanted to raise because this also came up on the podcast a couple of weeks ago when I was explaining that I think that my MacBook Pro is at the end of its life and I needed to offload everything onto the hard drive. So thank you very much to everyone, including Professor Mary, who reinforced that that was the right thing to do. And I just want to say, like, I'm never going to have to worry about that again because my hard drive takes eight terabytes of data now okay terabytes people but um we i i do have a couple of other issues now julie you and i had a little tech support um session the other day because we've been working on doing different kinds of blog posts at satellitesisters.com so i enjoyed normally when we like right now when we record this show we're on skype but we never look at each other while we record the show. We turn just the video doing, off. We turn the video off. We turn right. the video off. But the other day when I called you for the other kind of tech support session we were going to have, I turned the video on and you were really shocked that we were going to look at each other. But I kind <laughs> yeah. of enjoyed it. It kind of freaked me out, Liz, but <laughs> I got used to it. Yeah. Anyway, so here's my current tech support issue. So I need a new MacBook. Just last week, Apple introduced, it's the first time they've redone the MacBooks in years. So I was like, okay, this is great. Perfect timing. I get like the fresh, new, most technologically advanced MacBook. But then all the info started coming out about the plugs. (laughs) And you know how I feel about power cords. So at first I was like, okay, well, I'm sure I can plug it in somehow. That'll be fine. But then today, as I was getting set up to do this, it, it the new MacBooks, I guess they don't have normal USB ports in them anymore. And as I look at me right now, I have my headphones plugged into one USB port and my microphone plugged into another USB port. So what am I supposed to do? Like, am I going to have to get all new equipment for every little thing I do? Leon, I think this is what you were tweeting about when you said your son was super mad about the new MacBooks. Yeah, he just said they're really not for professionals. Like the idea that it's supposed to be the higher line, the pros, because with his work in photography, you know, he has a camera plugged in and this plugged in and that plugged in. And now you have to have the power cord plugged in. And so he he feels like Apple as a company has forsaken the actual professional market. And then he uh-huh. said, and this is, I quote, I quote him. He goes, there is no way you and Aunt Liz are going to be able to use that toolbar. 
Just, just so you know. Thank you for your confidence, Brooke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, his suggestion we're was... Not, we're he, sort of semi-professionals. Right. So, you know. Right. No, we plug a lot of stuff in. We do. We have mics. We, we have other things. We need stuff plugged in. Yeah. No, it's not. He, he said you should get a desktop and then you get the just the MacBook Air. But the MacBook oh, Pro, God, is it's like you need two things now <laughs> instead okay. of one. But that's okay. that's what he suggested when I brought up your situation. And he said, okay. There's, he said, that toolbar, there is no way you're going to be able to use it. <laughs> so, <laughs> Okay. Well, that's a bummer. All right. So I'm not quite as, I haven't really solved my, my technology problem. I have to start all over again. Okay. That's today's tech support issue. I'm just going to, I'm just going to need a lot more tech support than I thought. He said he'd be happy to go to the Apple store with you, Liz. Okay. All right. That seems wise. If to you take need him. The if you need him. Oh. Yeah. But then will he come over once a week when I'm trying to use it? No. no. <laughs> All right, though. I, I want to ask a business person now that we're talking about this, because I have three questions for you, Liz. Julie, you can feel free to chime in on this. Um, but Brooks was over Sunday night. He was sending an email to a potential client, a photography client. And he looked at me and he said, OK, mom, should I send it Sunday night or should I send it first thing Monday morning? What's better in the business world? Liz, I'm going to seed to you on this one. Did you do you like the people, the early birds that sent the Sunday night emails, or did you like stuff that came in first thing Monday morning? Well, that's a tough one because you want if you're him, you want uh, you want your email to be in the most visible space, right? The, right. So you got to figure out: do you uh, is Sunday better? I would say go Monday morning first thing because all because you want to be on the top of the pile. And so all of this stuff has been coming in all weekend. If you send it on Sunday, there's going to be more stuff that's going to come in on top of it. Uh, but if you send it Monday morning, presumably once the person has looked at all the stuff that came in over the weekend, my guess is that you have a greater chance of getting seen. That's, okay. That's what I would prefer if I was receiving it. Excellent. Okay. All right. Question number two, Liz. I saw this the other day in the New York Times. You know, they in Sunday, they do that corner office column in the business yeah. section where they interview CEOs. So one woman they interviewed about a month ago was a woman named Cindy Whitehead. And she's the chief executive officer of The Pink Ceiling, which finances and supports innovations for women. Okay. And she said one of her management quirks is this. She likes to give everyone nicknames. Oh, oh no. <laughs> okay. Just wondering what your stance on corporate nicknames is. So not for that. No, yeah. that why? What would the I'd, possible rationale be for that? I don't I, know. I don't I couldn't I thought that sounded maybe terrible. Maybe she thought it would bring them closer together like it's it makes it more I don't know, friendly, more intimate or something. Yeah. And you have to, you know, work there for a while before you get your nickname. So there's some kind of weird naming ceremony and, you know, but it's like being on a triple A baseball team. No, no, (laughs) no. And who gets to, people don't get to decide what my name is or what your name is. No, I, I, I am shocked that anyone who's a leader Things that sort of insidery, cutesy, cutesy stuff is a good bonding thing. I, that is shocking to me. 
Okay. Wow. All right. So that's, All right. A, that's, a, that's a firm no, not for <laughs> nicknames. No. Okay. Uh, question number three. I saw a good quote in an article in Inc. Magazine this week about our girl, Cheryl Sandberg. And she was asked the number one thing she looks for in someone who can scale with the company. Now, I don't understand half those words, but no. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like, hey, presumably someone who's going to do well. I don't know why they just can't say that. Not everything is, has to scale. Like, human beings, I don't think, scale. But apparently uh, the people at Inc. do. And her reply was this. She said the number one thing she looks for is someone who takes feedback well. Because people who can take feedback well are people who can learn and grow quickly. What do you think about that, Liz? I thought that was an excellent answer, but what do you think mm -hmm. about that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a really good answer. I, yeah, I like that answer. I wouldn't have said it. I would have said more someone who is resourceful because I think business is such an environment of change that you need to have a very flexible mind and you need to figure it out, whatever the situation is, whether you're getting direction from someone or whether you just have to go figure it out yourself. I think resourcefulness is something that I would put a high value on just because of the n nature of how quickly things change. But um, yeah, taking feedback well, also good. I, I'm okay. I'm um, it wouldn't be my number one, but it would be in my top three. I think that's true. Okay. Excellent, right. Liz. Thank you. <laughs> Ask a business person. I enjoy it. Oh, no. I, got, okay. I got some good advice there. Thanks, sister. We don't yeah. need a stinking MBA. I mean, I know you have one, Julie, but. I do have one. I do have one. Yeah. Okay. But I'm going to focus on how you really can get ahead, which is you can't look older, right? Am I right about that? You There's are right. ages about that. You're okay. right. You're okay, right. That you gotta you gotta keep your look fresh and you can't you just can't look your age. So when I saw this article that said ten winter fashion mistakes that make you look older, I am all over it. So I had to share that with you. I mean, some of these are obvious, like you have to stop wearing all black. Okay. That is I know it's winter and it's comfortable to put on all black every single day, but guess what? It makes you look older. Okay. Okay. Really? That's Yes. Makes yes. you look older. Yes. Okay. Secondly, it's winter. You only have one coat. That's bad. Okay. That is a fashion <laughs> thing. Okay. You have to mix it up in the, uh, in the outerwear. Okay. Just do not get stuck wearing one thing. All right. Here's another super easy one. Okay. There is a style which is oversized. Okay. Like an oversized blouse. That's a, or an oversized sweater. But there's a difference between oversized and baggy, okay? And when <laughs> that's you wear, a deep thought. That's a deep thought. It is, Leah. Yeah, who's going to tell you the difference when you're trying okay. it? On? I mean, well, you've got to ask yourself. You got to look hard in that mirror and say, "Is this baggy or is this oversized?" Okay. So uh, you also, <laughs> I can't. Okay. Okay. No, I, yeah, I, I understand the difference. It's just, that is very hard. Okay. okay. Maybe now that's have, why you need to shop with the satellite sister who can right. okay. now, read so on that. This is, I have one for Leanne that I, I know that you just need to amp this up, Leanne, that where you need, where you're wearing too few textures. Okay. okay. <laughs> you have to mix things, Leanne. Okay. Leather, right. faux fur, lace. You got to put it all wow. on together. Okay. Oh, come on, it? that sounds like a Halloween costume, Julie. <laughs> How is that? 
It, it doesn't because make me that... look younger. It makes me look like I'm trying to pretend I'm younger. <laughs> you got you to gotta be successful at it, Liz. You got to be successful at it. But a touch of faux fur, okay, uh, with some leather, you got to bring some other textures into you. You got to think texture, Liz, when you're getting dressed in the morning. Is that to Liz, distract is... from the fact that our face now has become crumbling pastry? This is a faux <laughs> fur. Because... It's the faux <laughs> Faux fur just a distraction. <laughs> our face is down face by our knees. Like yeah. A croissant right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, Liz, this is the one for you. Okay. Do not be afraid. Okay. You have to do this now. You have to mix prints. Okay. Oh, that God. Is, no. It's scary. It's scary <laughs> to do, Liz, but that you have to break out of the mold where, you know, you don't think you can mix like polka dots and stripes or, you know, a paisley and a stripe. You've got to do that. Got to get, Again, get... I'm sorry. That's just pretending you're someone you're not. I, I can't even do that with dishes, Julie. You know how all those like housewares, uh, photo layouts, they show you, oh, mix and match your dishes or fabrics on your dining room chairs or all of that. Like, I can't even do that. So I certainly can't do it on my body. Like, okay. no. Paisley and stripes on me. Admit it. You would laugh out loud if I ever walked into a room wearing paisley and stripes. Well, no, Liz. I think it kind of depends on, you know, what it was. It depends on if it's Halloween or not. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. I'm sensing. Here's the feedback I'm getting from you, Liz. I'm sensing you're a little resistant to some of these trends, these mistakes that you're making that are making you look older. So let me try another one. We'll okay. see how that, if that works better. Okay. Uh, you have to try you. I want you to look at your wardrobe and then I want you to think about Madam Secretary and I want you to think about winterizing some of your summer looks. You guys live in Southern California. I am, you probably have more clothes for warm weather than you do for clothes for a cold weather. Yes. So I want you to look at your, you know, could you put a turtleneck under that? Could you create one of the power jumpers <laughs> that we see on Madam Secretary? Leon, are you with First me? of all, you sound like our mother. Can't you just wear a little turtleneck under that dress? <laughs> I'm not sure a turtleneck ever made anyone look younger, but no. I, I except Stephen thinks it does, but I'm I don't think so. Except no. Madam Secretary did really rock that power jumper this week. She yes, looked she great. Did. She looked great. Yeah. Can so, I just say this about Madam Secretary, Julie? Like, mm-hmm. can you imagine Madam Secretary ever mixing prints? No, <laughs> no. She does. No way she, does. she puts stripes and she puts stripes and, and and polka dots on. You've got to try to do that, okay? Come on, okay. Well, here's one you both can do, okay? You can, about you should be wearing white all winter, okay? Do you do you look go for the winter white look? It's very chic. I know it's very chic. I think yeah. you've read us lists before where you've reinforced that too, <laughs> and I know it looks really good on you. I've seen you wear that. It looks yeah. really good on you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 Right. okay. I'd be willing to give that a go. Okay. Give that a go. Okay. What about pairing black and navy? That's a very strong modern look. Easy to do. I do that all the time. Okay. Yeah. Leah, I always have. Well, that always makes have. me look younger. I, that's, I think it's very attractive. I'm not. Okay. Oh, sure. Well, yeah. it does make you look older. If you just wear all black, Liz, <laughs> you look old. Okay. Okay. But if all you right. wear navy and black, okay, 
just get out of get out of your comfort zone a little there. Lee, and you know your what your assignment is, you that you have to work on your textures. Textures. There, right? I work okay. okay. Textures. Okay, and this was the last, the final one, uh, which just sort of made me laugh. That this really makes you look older where you when you wear cheap outerwear. Okay. Oh. So if you just got like a windbreaker on, that is not a good look. <laughs> Even just the word windbreaker makes me laugh, you know? Yeah, I can see that. Right. Okay. You've got your, your chic winter white layered look covered by okay. a, Do not a, just, a nylon yeah. windbreaker. Nylon, <laughs> nylon windbreaker, if you think you can get away with it. Yeah. All right. So you have some challenges, sisters. I think maybe if you just adopt one or two of these, it can keep you from looking older. Thank you. That's a refreshing list. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, I have a short list of uh, words we may be pronouncing incorrectly. And this is from a new book called You're Saying It Wrong. So I thought I would try a couple of these out on you guys. And uh, Wait, wait. Hold on. Uh, so it's in a book. But how do you, if you just read it, wouldn't you say it wrong? How do you know you're pronouncing it correctly? Did because they, it, it tells you how to they pronounce it. They gave you the phonetic. The phonetic yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm just checking, Liz. Just checking. Okay. No, no. I, good point. Um, so I'm a couple of these. Well, I'll, I'll start with the first one because this is widely mispronounced, uh, but it is spelled A-C-A-I. So, Julie, how do you pronounce that fruit? You know, that uh, berry? I, I really don't know. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> that is honestly, I don't know. I don't know what that thing is. I see it. <laughs> That's why I, I started with it. You're not alone. I don't know what it is. I I I, I see it like in fruit blendy things. I, I I'm a I'm I just don't know enough about it. So I just stay away from it. All right. Okay, Leanne. I think it's acai. You are correct. All right. You that that is correct. Some people's it's not acai. It's not acai. It's not acai. It is acai with a soft C and stress on the last syllable. So there you go. You can now go out and order frozen yogurt without <laughs> embarrassing yourself. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now the next one is very timely. How do you pronounce E-L-E-C-T-O-R-A-L? Electoral. I would say electoral. Mm-hmm. Okay, for the record, the accent is on the second syllable, not the third. Oh. So, Julie, you did that correctly. It's electoral, not electoral. Okay. Or, yeah. You're right. I'm uh, pronouncing that wrong. Okay. This is kind of hard. You have to write them down. Yeah. I know. To, you I have know. to spell slightly well, slow. You don't have to write it down. Some people would just be able to formulate a response without <laughs> writing it down. Okay. The next one is not really a pronunciation. Well, it is kind of, but it's the constant debate about daylight saving time versus daylight savings time. Uh, Julie, where are you on that one? I believe it's there's an S on it, savings time. Okay. And Leanne? I, I concur with Julie. Okay. You are both wrong. Uh, <laughs> it's daylight saving. It's daylight saving time. Uh, yep. And there's no reason for it to be plural. It, That's a good I point. I know I've seen it in a magazine, in like newspapers where, with an S, with a plural. Well, then it would be wrong there too. They say They're wrong daylight too. saving time. It's an easy mistake to make, possibly because of associations with common terms like savings bank and savings account. 
um, the uh, the British get out from underneath this whole debate by they just call it summertime and they have summertime and then other time. So, okay. So, so we learned something there. Now this is one that's in the quiz that I can't imagine ever really using this in conversation, but whatever. Um, here's the word H E G E M O N Y. Um, yeah. Hegemony. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Julie, hegemony. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm going with Lance's answer on that one. Yeah, hegemony. Uh, okay, it's not hegemony. Did, did you? What it was there? Was no O. You did hegemony not. is the way. Okay, this is a word that crops up. As a result, some of those smart people talk about hegemony, which yes. is not the preferred pronunciation. Right. Okay. It's so hegemony. you guys were correct on that. Okay. Hegemony. Yeah. So I just would not be able to really use it in a sentence, except <laughs> now I know how to pronounce hegemony. It's just fancy word for power, really. Like, right? That's what it means. No, so it's, it's a Madam Secretary kind of word. Yeah. You probably yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm sure there's going to be an episode entitled. Yeah. Hegemony. It's an academic word that, you know, or you see it and yeah, you, that's, yeah, feminist literature. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, but it's a Gemini. Okay. Okay. Here's another one. We'll just do this one as the last one. A-S-T-E-R-I-S-K. You know, that's the symbol. Yeah. Julie, you can go so, first on this one. This seems self-evident, but. <laughs> Asterix. Asterix. Say that again. Asterix. Mm-hmm. Leon? I, I would say the same, which is clearly wrong. So no, it's just, I'm, I was just trying. So it's asterisk, R-I-S-K. And a lot of people say ricks like reversing the k and the s asterisk that's what i say i say it wrong yeah i say it wrong <laughs> i say it wrong yeah asterisk that's a that's doesn't make any sense asterisk it's, it's a terrible word it's, it's a, a terrible, terrible word now get what? rid of it and then, then the last one i'll just say like i refuse to say this even though i know this is how you're pro- supposed to pronounce it so the uh the vietnamese noodles spelled oh. p-h-o Okay, that's it's, an, yeah, it's, it's like fa. 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 I know. I think that's incredibly pretentious to even say it that way. Yeah. So I do too. I do I too. That's just the word I, 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 mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not afraid to call it fa. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so that those are just all, I'll, we can put a link on the show notes too if you want to learn more about the things you might be saying wrong. Um, but there you go. Okay. I'd like to challenge one of our many, many smart listeners to use all those words in a single sentence. Go. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Little Facebook group challenge. Do it. Let's hear it. Go for it, people. Uh, go for it. And then we'll try uh, to read it. We'll try to read it next week on the air. <laughs> Um, okay. Okay. One last thing I'm doing tonight, you guys, you know, my, um, my personal book club blew up a couple years ago. I recall sharing that with you on the mm-hmm. podcast. Yeah. It's just people, we had different goals in life. We were, we were moving in different directions. So it blew up. So I have not been in a book club for the last two years, but now that I've got a little more time on my hands, one of the uh, former members of the former book club has secretly reformed her own book club, which very, with very few of the other members. So, so, and it's, but it's only people now that are sort of 
geographically um, desirable. You know, part of our problem last time is we all lived all over Los Angeles and that was crazy. So now yeah. we have, so now I joined a new book club. The first meeting is tonight. Our book is The Liars Club, which I can't believe I've never read, but I've never read it. But of course, because I've been doing all these other stupid things on my newscation instead of reading my book club book, I'm now like, cramming to get ready for my book, which is exactly what I hated about my last book club. So I think I've realized, like, I am the problem. It's not your book club. You've got to stay in that nice book club. It's not, it's not my, yes, I am the problem. I should have just started the book when I got the assignment instead of, you know, finally over the weekend thinking, oh, I, I better start that book. So anyway, I'm on page 171 and it's, uh, what do we have here? Uh, 320 pages. So oh. I'm just going to have to cram all afternoon. So this is not a good start to my new book club experience. I just wanted to confess that I realized who the problem is now. C'est moi. Well, I would like to suggest a book for a book club and I'll just say it. Okay. It's our book. You're the best, a celebration of friendship because it's a good book club pick because it's about friends. I think there's even an essay in there about book clubs. Uh, and it's really easy to read over the holiday months. So if you're sitting down with your book club in November, and I know a lot of people skip a December meeting or they do a Christmas party instead or a holiday party for January, how about suggesting you're the best, A Celebration of Friendship? It's a collection of essays that we wrote with our nieces. So it's voices from 16 to 60 about the importance of female friendships in our lives. And we don't really talk about the book a lot, and we should. And it's celebrating a year out on the market this week. So uh, just want to remind people that You're the Best is available at Amazon, and you can order it or find it at other bookstores, your local bookstore, other online book sites. But You're the Best, Celebration of Friendship, excellent book club pick, Liz. Just say. You know, I know. I agree. It still makes me laugh out loudly. And I was working on something related to the book last week because I've been doing social posts about it. There is a lot of funny stuff in there. Funny. It is. It's true. <laughs> I know. It's a total, it's true. It would be a total solid pick. People, yeah. we, we've got good reviews on it. Yeah. I think that's a good choice. Yeah. I might re recommend it to my book club. Yeah. There's a lot of thoughtful I, material I in there. Yeah. Yeah, okay. it, it's it's short and easy to read, but there are, is some very thoughtful material in there. As I said when I finished it, this book is good. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but editing it, I mean, not not reading it. When I finished the editing, I was like, this book is pretty good. So um, you're the best to celebrate celebration of friendship. Think about it for your okay. January book club pick or December. Well, it's also a good one for December. It's a good. Well, gift. good luck, Liz. Good luck. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. The um, yeah. Uh, I think I'll make it. So uh, speaking of book clubs, you know, the Satellite Sisters Facebook group, all the members over there started their own book club. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Um, the uh, Carrie has posted all the info there. So if you just go to the Facebook group and search on book club, um, the book is A Man Called Ova. That's how you pronounce it, right? Ova. Ove. 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 That's and how you Julie, say it. You've read it. You recommend I read it. it and I saw the movie. I recommend it. Um, Carrie wanted everyone to have read the book by November 11th. You can do that. This book is not, it's not a big, you know, it, it moves very quickly. So you could definitely read it in time to participate on the Facebook page. So yeah. a man called Ove. Yeah. Okay. And Mary also posted an update that I believe is an interview with the author. So they're providing a little background there. So it's a good reason to be a member of the Facebook group. Other things going on there? 
I decided that Halloween is really just an awesome day on Facebook because I love, love, love seeing people in their costumes, the whole families, the kids, the throwback photos, the whole thing. It's a real highlight. So Samantha posted the the video of those people that dressed as a roller coaster. Did you see that one? That was really good. Oh, yeah. Uh, that it's. I had to actually look at that for a while. Like, I was like, what is that? And then I figured it out. So. It's super clever. It is. Super clever. Lee, and you'll enjoy this. Kathy posted a photo of the Seaside Florida Post Office, which you've talked about before, how much you love post offices, uh, decorated for Halloween. They did a super good job. So I enjoyed that. And then Betty, oh my goodness, Betty, she posted a photo. It's a throwback photo from 2001. She has nieces and nephews who are quadruplets. Uh, Did you guys see that one? That photo. I loved that picture. The quads dressed as Teletubbies. Oh, oh. my gosh. That was adorable. <laughs> okay. So ma- many, many good photos there about, you know, all kinds of people, all kinds of costumes, whatever. So, so I recommend. <laughs> then, Debbie, there was a photo that um, this made me laugh so hard because I'm the admin for the group. I think, Leah, maybe you are too. Mm-hmm. The so we get to approve like who joins and when uh, when photos or posts are uh, reported in any way, either uh, called obscene by the Facebook algorithm or reported by another user. They go into a special mailbox that only we can see, and then we have to approve or disapprove them or approve or delete them. So if you see the picture that Debbie just – she just posted a, a photo of – uh, a man in a kilt. Did you guys see that one? I, I did. I did. Yeah. I think it's our duty as the Outlander recaptors just to stay, you know, stay on top of all men with kilts. That's all. Yes. Yes. But Facebook did not agree, Leanne. So that was, that was, <laughs> really? that one got, uh, that one got dinged by the algorithm and was held in a special box where I had to approve it because something in the Facebook algorithm thought that might be an obscene photo. So, so I said, no, Debbie, and I rescued that guy from, <laughs> from the delete mailbox. Samantha posted a photo, the video of the queen going into a supermarket, uh, the, that today, was funny. <laughs> no, it was a couple of days ago, but the look on the expression on the queen's face is just priceless. She, yeah. she's, she's looking at cheese. She has no idea what she's doing there. It's a, the copy in People magazine, Julie, was so hilarious. It's a quote. She was reportedly intrigued by the array of cheeses. <laughs> <laughs> So, but also with her, but not in that photo, Prince Philip was there, Prince Charles was there, and your nemesis, Camilla, was there too. So, (laughs) can't you imagine those four, I I don't even, like, just wandering through a grocery store? That would be quite a thing to behold. Anyway, uh, thank you, Samantha, Samantha, for posting that. So, those were some of the highlights, but there's just all kinds of stuff going on there. So, we recommend that you be part of that community. Yeah, it's a lot of fun over there. People are, it's a lot of fun. A lot of fun to see what's happening. All right, anyone have anything? So you can, you can join our Facebook group. You can like our Facebook page. And of course, you can follow us on Twitter. We are at Sat Sisters and the same in Instagram. You you can, you know, hashtag Sat Sisters. So um, just be part of the group. Uh. Anybody got anything going on this week? Liz, what are you up to? I do, Leah. I do, Leah. Oh, Jewel. All right. What do you got going on, Jewel? 
Yeah, well, I'm, I finally I'm giving this talk on my a trip of a lifetime, uh, my trip to North Korea. I'm going to post uh, a sort of a blog version of it at the end of the week. And then also I'm speaking to another nice group uh, called the National Charity League uh, on Sunday. So and that That's I'm exciting. going to be talking about you're the best, a celebration of friendship. So, Excellent. Fantastic. Yeah. That's great. That's cool. Good, Julie. Good job. Good, good work out there. Liz, what are you uh, doing then? What? I'm, you know, other than busting this, underwater, Liz, this <laughs> fake princess of Thailand, I'm just going to bust that wide open. <laughs> and let's see, got the book club. Um, yeah. And trying to like stay away from the election news. Uh, yeah, underwater. That's my strategy. Underwater. Thank you, Julie. That's a that's a good reminder. All right. Well, I'm finishing up, finishing up my book, my next book, working on it this week should be the last week. Liz, I'm happy to report that it's back to being Ugg weather here in California when uh, it's been so hot, but you gave me those pair of Uggs like five years ago and I only wear them in the house. I don't leave the house with them, but I like to wear them when I'm writing because my feet get cold and uh, it's finally Ugg weather. It's cold enough here that I can where my I, I don't think that's on the list. I think that might be a fashion mistake that would make you look, <laughs> older. You look older. I don't leave the house in them. Okay. okay. I, okay. I agree. I, I agree. If you leave the house, I understand in cold places, they're going to disagree with me, but uh, I just wear them in the house because my feet get cold when you sit, you know, when you sit in one place for a long time. So yeah, that's what I'm doing. It's exciting. Just finishing up here and, and that's it. That's it. Um, all right, everybody. Have okay, a good- so we talked about our schedule for next week because Tuesday is Election Day. But we'll be here again Tuesday right. with a, a newscation version of Satellite Sisters. Obviously, nobody's going to know the results of the election next Tuesday, and we like it that way. <laughs> so, Yeah, because who knows if any of us will be here Wednesday, really. So... Right. Right. <laughs> right. And then we also have the separate Madam Secretary and Poldark uh, podcast. Julie and I will be recording those shortly and then po- and then posting those for your enjoyment. Uh, two good shows this week. A lot happening on both those shows. Um, yeah. and- oh, hey, what, hey, one more one more tip. One thing I learned this week because I actually went to a podcast convention. So please, I wasn't even going to confess that, but I did. But. <laughs> You know, one of the things that um, the main thing that iTunes uses to rate your podcast is how many people are subscribed. So it's not just how many listeners do you have, but how many subscribers do you have? So thank you to everyone who has subscribed. And if you are online at iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher, any of those places where you go get Satellite Sisters, if you subscribe, that's a very positive thing for us. So just just FYI. Thank you. All right. That's a good reminder. Good reminder. All right, sisters, uh, have a great week, everyone. You You too, too, Lydia. And don't forget, call your satellite sister. (laughs) 